I know I have some work to do, particularly with young people, but I will repeat again what I have said this week. Even if they are not supporting me now, I support them. They're throwing everything at me except the kitchen sink, and I have the feeling that kitchen sink is coming pretty soon as well. There are those who want to deny the passion and the purpose you all show every day for this campaign. But you are the reason we are here, and you are the reason we are going to win. We have to start with Melania, what she puts up with all. There's magic in the air with this campaign. We see this as an opportunity for all of us to reshine America, to restore the spirit of America, and to leave no one behind. Am I right? That's what we're all fighting for. I heard parts of Bernie's speech. He wants to give away our country, folks. He wants to give away. We're not going to let it happen. Our disappointment tonight is not on you. It's on me. I did not do well on Saturday night, so listen to this. That will never happen again. New Jersey to wait by tomorrow morning, tomorrow afternoon, we should know what the vote count is, and then that's going to allow us to make a decision um, about how we move from here um, in this race. A couple of priorities first. I want to go kiss my wife and my kids. I want to go, you know, hug my family. I'm going to drink a lot of Budweiser tonight, Tracy. And I promise you that. Yeah, I got a couple of priorities in order. I want to I want to go kiss my wife, kiss my kids. I want to go celebrate with my family and teammates. And I'm going to drink a lot of beer tonight, Jim. Budweiser, Von Miller's buying. And uh, those are my priorities at this point. Blessing and a privilege to flatly admit 
Hello and welcome to Rhymes Against Humanity with Adam Brodsky. Uh, I am What's-His-Name and I uh, hope you're doing well. Um, it has been a weird week, as you may have heard. Uh, it, was, it was an interesting week. Uh, first of all, the uh, the Super Super Bowl was uh, not so very super. It was actually, I, I actually thoroughly enjoyed the game. Uh, it's not the kind of game that the NFL hopes for with lots of scoring and fantastic quarterbacking and passes. It was a uh, Pretty shitty day to be an offensive lineman, if you ask me. The both uh, both defensive lines dominated, and uh, but Peyton got to ride off into the sunset with a with a ring, and that's kind of good. I actually think, I think he's the best guy to ever play that position in that way. And if in twenty years they're still playing it that way as a uh, a big tall white guy standing in the pocket passing, I think he uh, will still be. Uh, you know, it, it, he, he's the best ever at that position as it is played. I'm not sure that the position will not evolve past that uh, if, uh, in, in fact, Cam Newton is really uh, what is essentially the 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 culmination of a line of, uh, you know, from Fran Tarkenton to uh, Randall Cunningham to Donovan McNabb through to Cam Newton is the is the, the finished version of a guy who can really do the but who who cares the answer is who cares um so the, so the super bowl was won and peyton manning is going to drink a lot of budweiser apparently which they did not pay him for he just said that which seems cuz if he had if they had paid him i think it's an actual uh ftc violation so if they didn't pay him but why would he just say it well apparently he has some deal he has some uh uh distributors that he that he owns in louisiana but so what so though i i am pulling this out of my ass that there was a handshake agreement and he is going to be compensated later at some point possibly in Papa John's pizza. I'll tell you what, Peyton Manning is one of the best to ever play quarterback, but he has such shitty taste in beer and pizza. So he is not the guy that I would want to come over to watch a football game with. Um anyway, uh so in terms of other uh, sporting events uh, uh and and contests, the New Hampshire primary was uh, yesterday uh, uh so now you know. Now nobody has to give a fuck about uh, about the the people in New Hampshire and 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 whatever they have on their mind. And and as you know, Donald Trump and uh, and Bernie Bernie Sam sandwiches won, um, or Barry Sanders, depending on uh, on on what you think of his name over there at MSNBC. Um, he won, but I don't know the um, the Daily Caller uh, uh, said that he is actually going to leave the state, most likely with less with with fewer delegates than Hillary Clinton. Because, uh, as you see, um, th- there are 24 delegates in New Hampshire. Here's what here's what the Daily Caller said: New Hampshire has 24 pledged delegates, which are allotted based on the popular vote, of which Sanders had 60 percent. So Sanders gets 13, and Clinton has nine, and there are two currently allotted to neither. But there are eight super delegates, and super delegates are the fuck you democracy delegates. These are delegates uh, uh, based on state uh, officials and fancy schmancy uh, high up Democratic folks in the Democratic Party who don't have to vote based on the people. And they are, of course, in Hillary Clinton's pocket. So uh, Bernie Sanders won the election with 60 percent of the vote and yet will leave the state most likely with with less than half of the delegates, because, as Emma Goldman said, if democracy changed anything, it would be illegal. So he has to in order to win. 
he has to bring an overwhelming number and make it a brokered convention or I don't know. Anyway, who gives a fuck? But now we move on to South Carolina, uh, where hopefully at least uh, uh, Chris Christie came in uh, uh, very poorly in New Hampshire since he, he put all of his eggs in that basket and then he uh, the eggs didn't work out. So anyway, um, but that enough of that. I had a I had a I had a weird I had a weird week because uh, Friday was um, no Monday the eighth. Monday was the eighth. Yeah, Monday the eighth was two years exactly since my sister died. So that's always that that's become kind of a a bittersweet day. So you know I think about her a lot, but I especially think about her on the day she died and and on her birthday. And so I started thinking about her, and and an interesting thing has happened. Um, my sister and I, she would infuriate me, and all of that fades away. And this is, you know, this is no big secret uh, uh, about death, is that all of the, you know, after, after somebody dies, you're like, you know, that Schickel Gruber, he could really put a, put a cone of paint on a house. I'll tell you that, man. He didn't, uh, there were no, no, no streaks, no drips. So, so the thing about my sister is that, that I, I you know, I, I, the, these good memories come to me, and I actually spend that day, uh, that day and her birthday, February 8th and, and August 24th, thinking a lot about her. And, uh, 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 and I actually went to her, her live journal page, uh, which is, uh, you can find her under vamp file. That's, uh, you know, like as in a vampire, a file thing. And you can see some of her, some of her fiction. Matter of fact, I'll put a link in it in the show notes. Um, and you can read some of her fan fiction. My sister, my sister, in case you didn't know, it was, uh, was kind of a little, kind of a big deal. Um, she was, she was, in the fanfic world, she was, uh, uh, you know, as such as it is, she, she was sort of revered and she would write really great fanfic. Anyway, that's just the one thing. That's my sister. The other thing that happened to me was I was sitting on my couch. Um, uh, I'd like to say songwriting, but uh, um, not really songwriting. I was really watching uh, Hulu Plus. And my phone rang uh, uh, or, or vibrated. And I look at my phone and it is Rich Kelly. And Rich Kelly hasn't called me in a couple of years. As a matter of fact, the relationship I have uh, uh, with Rich Kelly is not so much with Rich Kelly, but with Rich Kelly's phone. Um, what I do, uh, uh, my friend Rich Kelly is, uh, uh, oh, he's crazy, man. And, and people say that. People say, oh, you're so crazy. That guy's crazy. These girls are crazy. That guy. No, Rich Kelly is crazy. Like Rich Kelly, uh, um, I can't even imagine the, um, the, the pain that, that he goes through living inside uh, his chemically imbalanced uh, brain, uh, uh, it's it's impossible for me to empathize with. So what the, the relationship I have is every few months, I call Rich Kelly, and I call Rich Kelly, and I ask him to do something, and he never picks up. I get his machine, and, and we have an understanding that if he ever wants to do something, he will answer me. Uh, and so uh, it has been going on this way for a few years at this point, and I call him and call him and call him, and, and uh, I, call, I call every few months, and I'm really, I, I should probably call every few weeks. But I hadn't called him in a while, and the, and the phone rings and it's it is, is buzzing and it's Rich Kelly and I'm actually wow will, will you look at that? So I answer the phone and it is not Rich Kelly, it is Rich Kelly's cousin uh, Brenna who uh, found his phone and Rich has been missing since January 10th and uh, she want and, and I am one of the phone numbers on the phone, uh, uh, so she called me to see if I knew anything and of course I didn't uh, uh, and so this has this uh, this has upset me a bit, um, Rich. Uh, sometimes he runs away, uh, but he's been gone for a long time. So I started thinking about Rich Kelly and, um, and, and what a genius he was. And that last song you just heard, Radical Centrist, is, of course, a Rich Kelly song. Um, we're gonna, I'm going to play a couple of more Rich Kelly songs I- during this podcast. And actually, I had a conversation with Butch. Actually, uh, there's one that I covered, um, and, and Butch has a couple. And then Butch and I had a nice little conversation. So this is the Rich Kelly uh, podcast that, that we're just going to talk about Rich Kelly. Uh, um, so, 
let uh, without further ado, my friend Rich Kelly is is he's a songwriting genius and he's also like an artistic genius. He's a drawing fool. He he can make make you look really. Matter of fact, those of you who have seen my Jews kick, kick ass poster and T-shirt, Rich Kelly did all the caricatures for that of Moshe Diane and Fonzie and Bob Dylan and Golda Meir and uh, whoever else is on that shirt. Oh, and, and Spock. Uh, and I'm sure that there's more. Oh, Jesus, of course, business is business. So, um, and it, let me let me actually play you. Uh, let me play you a great, a really great uh, Rich Kelly song, uh, song by Rich Kelly. So, uh, dig this song. And now is a very, very special surprise: a full band version of "My God, I Wish You Would Die."
Die Die You Bastard uh, by Rich Kelly. That was uh, uh, that's that's one of my favorite songs of his. And as a matter of fact, um, well, I actually years ago covered uh, covered a song of his. Uh, Butch and I covered it. Uh, um, a song called Quasimodo because it has one of I think the best lines in in, uh, in recorded history. Uh, when he wrote this pure poetry, just the 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 hook of the song is guys who look like Quasimodo are such suckers for a pretty face. And that is such a universal truism, and this song is so wonderful and charming that I had to record it. I had to learn a new chord to record it. So this is my version uh, uh, that I recorded of the Rich Kelly song. I missed you yesterday, my rifle barrel streak, but my infrared night vision was so blurry in the rain. I tried hard to draw a beat from far across the field. As you picnic with the step who helped you seal your movie deal You got a suitcase full of cash I tried secretly to stand Behind those two stuffed dogs in the study by the cats But you were wise to me And you packed up my dreams in your suitcase You can spend up every cent Make love to my best friend Tell my parents that I'm dead Sew me up and torch my bed You could kick me in the teeth Shave my eyebrows when I sleep But I'd still love you Guys who look like Quasimodo Are such suckers for a pretty face Video system at the airport Threw me off, I'm camera shy My lips are wired to explode If you kiss me goodbye Babe, I just can't live without you Even though you break my stones I can live with a flat scrotum But I can't battle live alone Your iron boots are made for walking So go on tap dance on my head Cause if I can't be your friend is dead, well then I might as well be dead I could do away with you And then escape into My elaborate chain of tunnels Underneath the living room Guys who look like Quasimodo Are such suckers for a pretty face Physical beauty is enticing But it seems so damn unfair That every time you float a belt Guys line up to snip the air And a woman who's a sweetheart But doesn't make the genetic cut Might as well float to an empty island And build a life from coconuts You know your ugly cousin Ethel's always had a heart of gold But you and your pretty princess friends Have always left her out in the cold Well, you'll never need attention With dipshits falling at your feet If you need me, I'll be with Ethel She's always been so good to me Guys who look like Quasimodo Are such suckers for a pretty face Guys who look like Quasimodo such 
That was a Rich Kelly song, Quasimodo. And uh, the other thing I did was I talked to Butch, and I said, hey, Butch, I got some possibly sad news. And I told him about Rich Kelly. And then I said, uh, and the second part is, that album, that 58 and a half minutes of Happy Horseshit album, do you have it? Because it was a cassette that we both had. And uh, I'm sure mine might um, is probably down in my basement somewhere. Well, Butch found his and actually did all the heavy lifting. Not only did he... Uh, turn it into mp3 some of which you've already listened to but butch himself uh recorded a couple of songs and then and then uh, uh butch and i had a conversation uh yesterday and here is that conversation all right so basically um uh this is the this is the uh the the rich kelly appreciation episode uh basically uh, 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 and and you knocked it out of the park first of all you found your cassette of uh, uh 58 and a half minutes of happy horseshit and and you uh, turned it into MP3s for me, which is great. Uh, so you did all the heavy lifting, and then um, you sent me over three MP3s. Although only two of them came through, I got uh, "Swell" and "Don't Go." Well, uh, trees it, it didn't didn't seem to load, but uh, but that's okay. Okay, well, no, uh, I'll I'll resend that to you. Okay, it was a forward, and so I must have forwarded without the attachments. Okay, that's actually a, that's actually a song that Rich had sent to me. Astro of nothing. Oh, okay. Good. And, it, and it's one of the best, it's a way better recording than 58 minutes. That particular tape that I had to use was uh, was actually magnetized. <laughs> so. I remember magnetic tape. So anyway, so uh, let, let's, what we're going to do is we're just going to talk, I'm going to, we'll end up, uh, I'll intersperse these songs and we're going to put up uh, the, the Quasimodo cover that you and I did years ago. Um, okay. And uh, uh, and I'll 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 use uh, uh, two if not three of those, and then I'm going to use a couple of his songs, and uh, and then we'll get the hell out of here. Um, so, but what I want to hear from you is when did when did you meet? Uh, I'm talking with Butch Ross, by the way, in case I forgot to introduce this uh, how, as I edited in. Butch Ross, my uh, 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 old roommate uh, um, and a good friend of Rich's. So, when did you meet Rich? Man, I was thinking about that today, and I can't put my finger on it. I think I may have met him through you. Is that possible? It's very possible. Um, would he have come to a hoot, or would we have known him before then? We knew him before. See, the first time I met Rich was at, uh, and this was years ago when I first saw him. I don't think we even met. He was on stage with Nancy Falco. The Teen Angel had an open mic for like five minutes uh, uh-huh. in, in like 1995, and I think I went once, and I had totally forgotten I went once. But he sang that song, uh, you may know the name of it, with Free and Easy, and he wants to live on an island where all the girls are Chinese. Um Anyway, it was this? It was. It, he, <laughs> I don't know that one. <laughs> and he sang. He sang that song, and and then he sang uh, the Dylan song, which uh, is it? Outlaw Blues, the one where uh, a great Canadian mountain range. I got a brown skinned woman, but I love her just the same. I'll look up the name of that song. Um, but but and so I was like, oh, that guy's pretty good. And then and then Nancy sang, and she was of course terrific. Um, but and that was and then I, I I didn't see him again for a while and then I think maybe he started coming to the hoots but also I kind of feel like he was hanging around uh, um, Fergie's when you would go to that open mic uh, that 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 I I didn't go to that that often but you would go like every week. He was absolutely a part of that, but I don't feel like I met him there. I, I honestly I have absolutely no rec- recollection of when I met him. So this is but going I, great. This is just what we wanted. It's good. It's ex- well, exactly what we wanted. Um, <laughs> What I remember, I remember, the, I remember the hoots, but um, but I feel very strongly like I already knew who he was by the time we got there. Okay, yeah, that that that, that could very well be. Um, yeah, and then because I remember we had I had talked to him about putting an album out on Permanent Records, and one of the things that I always sort of admired about 
What, what are you doing over there? You, you okay? Did you fall off a cliff? <laughs> no, sorry about that. <laughs> you open up a pack of gum? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just to brush the microphone. Okay. You know, I had I had Elise Brown in, in here for the for the podcast, and Elise Brown, famous radio DJ with that smoky voice and like 25 years of radio, kept tapping the damn table. <laughs> I know. She was telling great stories, but I didn't have the heart to tell her. Elise, are you new at this? <laughs> I loved that episode. It was like, what if Forrest Gump was sexy? <laughs> sexy is as sexy does. <laughs> um, it's uh, oh, anyway, back to Rich Kelly. Uh, um, speaking of sexy, um, so yeah, so so I, th- I mean that th- I always wanted him to. I thought we talked about putting a record out on Permanent Records, and I talked about having him open for me more. And he was just like, "Nah, fuck it, man. I write these songs, and I want to stay in my bedroom, and, and I don't, I don't want to deal with any of the bullshit of the career. I just write these songs." And I'm like, there, "There's a, there was a certain nobility to that." Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, and I, I I always like sort of admired that uh, 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 because it was it was you know it was a purer form of art. But of course now nobody so so many fewer people have heard these terrific songs. You know that's the thing, and that's the other thing that I've been thinking about a ton over the last couple of days is like so you know the version of Swell that I sent you is is my attempt to recreate my memory of what happened because what would happen is now. Like you said, you never went, but I'm sure I, I'm sure you knew about this. Casey, uh, oh, I can't remember his last name now, but Casey was the host, right? And his band would always open up, and um, and uh, uh, so then the band would hang around for the rest of the night. Well, you know how open mics go; like the same people show up, and they tend to play the same three or four songs all the time. Yeah. Well, his band was so good that they would just learn the songs. And then, so, you know, so-and-so, who was not very good, would get up and perform. But then, the three or four weeks in, the band knew the songs, and they would just jump up and perform with them. And that made that mediocre song a lot more interesting for the duration of it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, okay. That, 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 that's the... That's that's one of the few uh, reasons that the that, that an open mic with a full band works. Uh, uh, it it fails more often than it works. But uh, but I guess that that was so. So did so did Rich play? Did, did Casey's band back up Rich? No, 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 that's not what happened. But um, but but really, th- I mean, really, I mean, I'm, I think that maybe the band is a bit. The band was kind of a side thing. Casey, for as frustrating as it was to try to get book on stage at the time you signed up for, Casey worked really hard to turn that. Thing into an actual community and every night was an actual event and honestly man the guy the guy got it right it made everybody mad yeah. but it was a but it was a good show every monday okay and so what one of the things that they would do with so they didn't really ever back up rich but but uh what would happen is when he would especially when he would play swell he had done it enough times that uh taggart and Casey had worked up, uh, it either learned harmonies that Rich had written, like call and response bits, mm-hmm. or had made them up on their own. And so anytime he started playing swell, they would run up on stage with him and um, and, and, and and sing these backup parts. Oh, cool. You know? Yeah, and, and then they were both singing with these super, <laughs> just comically high falsettos, <laughs> you know. And and you'll hear in the you'll hear in the song. I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but and then the whole 
it's invasive. That was that was nice touch. That was very beautiful. But but they wrote that at the open mic. The, the... Tag, that was Taggart. That was all Taggart. Oh, and, good. And honestly, and honestly, I can't. I, I couldn't touch how what Taggart did. <laughs> it was it was really Oscar worthy. I'd like to sing you a happy little song that would make you smile and want to sing along, but my dog died. And I'm sad now I'd like to fill the world with happy notes So everyone can see we're all in the same boat But I found out I have a brain tumor I'd like to hold you, never let you fall Make love with all your girlfriends while you're shopping at the mall Cause I love to Get stanky on my hang down I'd like to make some monkey sounds in church, but it bothers other people, so I wait till I'm at work with the boss man. Ah. Pushy boss man. Ooh, you're a bad man. I'd like to die in a fun and different way. Have a cardiac event and then fall off of the stage at a yuga. Ah. Lately convention. I'd like to see you when you can't see me When I'm outside your window with my pants up in a tree You're my sweetie Angel bunny poo pants Love, be with me Love, doesn't have to sting You are my everything Okay, maybe not everything But I still think you're well. I'd like to make a puppet show for you to try to make it laugh But I'm scared to get the like having my head up in his ass It's invasive It's invasive For the puppet For the puppet It's invasive It's invasive For the puppet I'd like to learn to limbo like a pro to I could go under the fridge That's how low I'd like to go limbo pro Saliva like a cherry lollipop But your brother is a ninja And your dad is a cop And I'm frightened uh, By type A males I'd like to love you like a brawny Scottish man And leap out of the window with your purse in your hand I'm a rogue stud uh, Outlaw lover That was great. That was swell by uh, uh, by Butch Ross, his his cover of a Rich Kelly song. Now, let me tell you, there's, there's no way, by the way, that I'm going to be able to explain to my landlord. <laughs> my, my neighbors heard me screaming, "It's invasive for the puppet!" for like ten minutes. <laughs> you really went out of your way. I appreciate it. Um, now, I should tell you something. Uh, between the time that you called, um, bet- between the time that, that 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 I called you and you said give me twenty minutes, uh, and the time I called you back, 
I got a call from Brenna. Turns out Rich Kelly, totally alive. I had a feeling that might be the case. Um, I was thinking I was thinking about that this morning, too, that, uh, you know, there was other times where he had disappeared and where he went, he couldn't take his cell phone. Okay. All right, I, I I hadn't realized that before. I, I had I just had a bad feeling, but but she found him and he is alive. And she I, I called her this morning and told her to call me when she got a chance, and she called me tonight. And so that is all very very good news. And Turns so, out he was on the holodeck the whole time. <laughs> now that's funny. Uh, if uh, if they allow him uh, if they allow him visitors in his little room, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go try and try and see him. And uh, maybe maybe they'll even allow let him listen to podcasts, and he won't be uh, be offended by what we've done here today. Oh, he'll be offended. Okay, then fuck <laughs> fuck him. <laughs> if he wants to come on in a subsequent episode and 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 defend himself, he can. Right. <laughs> Um, and, and I'll tell you one of the other. Did you you went to the shows though, right? I mean, he was always not always, but he was a fairly regular person at the open mic. I would be there very occasionally, yeah. He would occasionally actually perform though, do an actual gig. We ever made those? We made those. Right? I, I feel like I feel like I was at a gig of his. I feel like he would he would he would he sit down and play that black Takamini? He would stand and play the black Takamini. Okay, maybe he I had, would sit. Yeah. He had vocabulary word builders. Yes. He would, Challenge all of the girls in the audience to Nerf basketball games. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about that. Three minutes to see how many baskets you could make. He was the he was the MC at at uh, one of my record releases at the uh, Hooker Six and Hebes release. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. What I remember is here's the here's here the he can he knows more than I do I'm sure. Here are the vocabulary word builders that I can remember. You can remember them. That's impressive. Yeah. Right. I can't remember how I met the guy. The funny—I remember the funny. Um, there was the there was the uh, the Tamoshat the Tamoshat chatter, which is yeah Tamo Tamoshatter, and then you would and then the audience you'd make the audience say Tamoshatter. Okay. And then you say that is the um, that is the big uh, floppy Scottish hat that you know true Scotsmen wear with, with their kilts. Okay. And then he would say, Tamo Shatner, that's the big floppy actor. <laughs> we, my f- go my on. favorite, which is the one I remember, you probably, you can actually just take that one out. The one the one I remember the best was he, he uh, was Lapis, L-A-P-I-S. Okay. Make the audi- then he'd make the audience Lapis. say Lapis. And then he would say, that's the two long strips of fabric that hang down from the back of the Pope's very tall hat. Context sentence. So impressed was the Pope with the culture of West Virginia that he had on his la- embroidered on his lapis two pictures of Yosemite Sam saying, <laughs> back ye up. <laughs> <laughs> he is a brilliant, brilliant, deeply troubled man. <laughs> uh, well, good. That's, that's, uh, um, uh, I remember the, the, the only, like, the last story that I can think of is we were at, uh, he came. He came to a New Year's Eve party once, and it turns out that Rich Kelly has dance moves. Also, <laughs> he was in our our old shitty living room uh, on South Street, uh, totally throwing down like uh, to to uh, uh, that uh, House of Pain jump around song, I believe, and. Uh-huh. And he was he was totally getting down with his bad self, and uh, uh, and the ladies were loving it, and he of course uh, 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 was sure everyone h- hated him 
for, for doing so and he apologized for dancing or whatever his deal was but but I remember that I was like holy shit dude's got moves as well well I don't I don't remember that party because that was the that was the party that I got alcohol poisoning and I'm pretty sure he saved my life that <laughs> <night>. <laughs> uh, that that because he, he was the guy in the line for the bathroom in front of me when it was very clear that I was a very sick person <laughs> and if I'm not mistaken I remember this would be all secondhand news because I, I didn't get out of bed for three days, but um, I, I think he cleaned up the bathroom after me <laughs> because because I was I was I got sick very fast and you know how that you don't you can't wait right yeah and yet I was polite enough to wait in line with my hand over my mouth <laughs> while horrible things were just happening <laughs> and he was guy in the bathroom when when it was my like when i was next and he was he was like walking out as i was walking in and apparently he's the guy that went back in and cleaned everything up and just uh oh man that wasn't that too i never was around for the dance moves okay <laughs> it was it was all it was a bad night for trust me they they were killer they were killer i'm not surprised by that whatsoever <laughs> He's one of those cats that, like, you know, you know about a third of what he he knows. Yeah, yeah. He's he's like he's like an iceberg. Nine, uh, uh, eight ninths are underneath. Right. <laughs> so my thing. So my thing is with, the, and I guess the next song you're gonna want to play is "Let's uh, Don't Go." Right? Okay. Yeah. I know that you think that um, uh, the ghost of electricity howled in the bones of her face is the best line ever written in a song. I do, go on. And I know that Deirdre thinks that the Mississippi Delta was shining like a national guitar. Also good. Is the best line ever written in a song. What do you got? I think Rich Kelly has the best line ever written in a song when he sang, I ripped the head off of your teddy bear just to stop you from reading your poems. You make a valid case. It's it's because it's it's a truism. We've we have all been there just to stop you from reading. I, re- I remember that. Yes. No kidding. I've uh, no kidding. I, in fairly recently, I've played that song here in Chattanooga, and that's how I always introduce it. I was like, this song has the best line ever written in a song, <laughs> <laughs> which is something because it doesn't even rhyme. It doesn't have to. It doesn't have to. When they're that good, they don't have to run. But I, I think, you know, guys who look like Quasimodo are such suckers for a pretty face is is such a universal truism that, 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 that touched my core when I first heard that. Oh, I, yeah. And, there's, and honestly, there's about... There's three or four different levels of things going on in that song. I mean, it's very... It's, <laughs> it's, it's smarter than both of us together. Yes, yes. Well, luckily that uh, that 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 deeply dysfunctional brain is actually still alive. I'm uh, uh, so so. This this podcast has a happy ending, and with that, we're going to go out. We will play uh, "Don't Go Now." And uh, I've been talking to Butch Ross about Rich Kelly. I hope you guys enjoyed the Rich Kelly Love Fest. And uh, um, thanks for listening to Rhymes Against Humanity. We're going to go out with this song, and we are clear. I sat at home alone Just like a silly ass The fun was all around 
I was underground You were so lovely Outside of my home That I died when I thought you would go
Jerks do. 